faithful promises time and time again you have proven you do just what you say though the storms may come Faithfulness to 
my battles. You're my champion, you're my warrior. You go and you fight for me. You say peace be unto you. Because I'm your warrior, and I'll fight your battles. I'll fight your battles. strengthened and be encouraged. Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit that is in each of these people in this room. It makes each of us a miracle. Father, we just want to we just want to be still before you this morning. We've called out to you and now you you'll do your part. Take us in your arms and, and tell us how much we're loved and how much we're cared for by your son Jesus. We're made new, we're made strong, we're made confident. You are my dwelling place, oh God. I am covered by your blood, Jesus. Teach me to wait upon your dove. You are my refuge and my fortress. You are my dwelling place, oh God. I am covered by your blood, Jesus. Teach me to wait upon your dove. You are my refuge and my fortress. Though a thousand may fall around me, ten thousand by my right hand, 
terrors in the land I will set my heart upon you I will look into your face No evil shall befall me No evil in this place I want to be in the secret place Abiding in, abiding in your love Holy Spirit, help me to find the way For you and
are sons and we are daughters. We are sons and we are daughters. We are sons and we are daughters. Yeah. And I am marked by his love. 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 allegiance you know I pledge my allegiance to Jesus and and I felt like the Lord wanted me to uh, share something real quick I promise Daisy real quick um, but it, it says this this is Revelation 5 it says this it kind of goes along with what Sarah was speaking about you know that there's not a side there's not, you know this party thing and everybody and I love this I'm gonna go ahead and read it to you guys from the passion translation it says this verse 2 then I saw an incredibly powerful angel proclaiming with a great loud voice who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seven seals verse 3 listen to this but no person could be found living or dead in all of creation no one was worthy to open the scroll and read its contents verse 4 so I broke down weeping with intense sorrow because there was found no one worthy to break open the scroll and read its contents verse 5 then one of the elders said to me stop weeping look the mighty lion of Judah's tribe the root of David he has conquered he is the worthy one who can open the scroll and its seven seals then I saw a young lamb standing in the middle of the throne encircled by the four living creatures and then the 24 elders he appeared to have been slaughtered but was now alive he had seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent out to the ends of the earth praise God can somebody make some noise for the word of God this morning? Yes. Thank you, God. So I love that song that we sang today. Uh, you know, thank you. I want to thank the worship team for singing that new song today because that is so amazing. There is no one else in all of creation that is worthy. There's no one else in all of creation that was found dead or alive. No one but Jesus. No one but Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you. Oh, this is the time in our service where I want you guys to find someone you don't know. I want you to welcome them home. 
And I want you to, like I said, I want you to welcome them home, give them an air high five or a hug if they're hugging. Uh, but I want you guys to welcome them home. So we love you. We're going to take a quick break uh, to our online uh, campus. We love you. And we'll be right back. Good morning, Destiny Church. Good morning, Destiny Church. Good Sunday morning. Wasn't that worship good? That worship was good. My name is Lizetta Cooper, better known at my church home as Mama Lo and in our community. I bring you greetings, church family. For Church Family Online and our online visitors, I bring you greetings from our church to your home. And from our pastor who's in Pensacola, Florida today, I bring you greetings with his authority. Guys, Pastor DJ had an opportunity to visit Bo. What a blessing. Uh, he and Pastor Julie had not seen them, him in about six months, so... Um, it's just a blessing that they got a chance to be with him today. As we all know, family is so important. Um, it's just exciting to see so many people this morning as we return uh, to church. What a blessing it is, guys, to have our church 
And with everything and so many things changing daily in this world, to just have a place called home, a place where everybody knows your name, <laughs> and a place where you are loved, adored, not only by Jesus, our Father, but by our sisters and brothers. Um, when I walk in these doors and for my family still at home, we can't wait to see you. Uh, we can't wait to love on you. In the meantime, we're trying to keep things going until you get home. For those of you who are at home, please share the link for our online service. You have no idea, guys, how many people have no connection to our Father. You have no idea how many people don't know him. And with so many church doors closed, this may be the only opportunity, guys. So if you're online watching, please share our link. Please give others an opportunity to worship on Sunday morning and an opportunity to hear a word. I love what God says in Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three are gathered together as followers, I am there among them. This includes the people that don't know him, Lord. This includes the people who have never met him. Because we can bring our church family, the people on this stage, we can bring Jesus to someone in their home. So please share that link. Um, for our church family, we have prayer partners. Um, we have a link with numbers and people that you can contact. You, you, most of you know my number by heart. <laughs> you can call me anytime, but we have people designated, anointed as well in prayer. And if you need anything, let us know so that we can help. Church family online, if you need us, call us. Reach out to one of our prayer partners and we'll try to help you. We will help you. Um, if this is your first time to our church, we welcome you with open arms. If you want hugs, we got people who will give them to you. Our ushers should have connect cards. If you just lift your hand up, if you haven't been here in a while, or if this is your first time, we'll get a connect card to you. We want you to get connect cards, guys, because we want to reach out to you. We have free gift, and we also want to keep you on our prayer chain, we want your name. All right. Guess what? Give. <laughs> our weekday services are coming back. Yeah. I'm so excited. Monday night, we, we've had prayer, guys, and it's been open. I just want you guys, I've, I've been every Monday night. You know, Monday is not my day. But it's an intimate time with church family and with God. Monday night services are still small. If you're watching online, Monday night is a time, if you're still concerned about crowds, that you can come in and lay on your face with Jesus. Um, if you haven't been out, it's a time where we can just let go and let God. So I want to encourage you to come out. Fat Tuesday! Some of y'all have been sneaking in when it wasn't even open. It's going to be open Tuesday, guys, and you can't come to Fat Tuesday again. I'm so excited. All right. 
I want you to know before you watch this that I wasn't prepared. It's Crystal's fault. Pastor Crystal, guys, is always organized, planned out weeks in advance. The one time she decided she wanted to be spontaneous is when my hair was in braids. But we're excited in DSM and in 252 Unplugged that we are opening up this coming Wednesday, July 8th, for our children. And we, are, we have some changes due to COVID, and you know we have to. But here's just a little sample of some of the things that will be changing. It's coming. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, uh, we just want to welcome you guys back. We're super excited to let you guys know that we're kicking off July 8th at 6 p.m. You're not going to want to miss it. Mama Lo, let them know. Destiny Kids 252 Unplugged will be coming back. Woo! Coming back. You can't touch. There's a boundary. Normally this will be a high five, but we're trying. Also, we'll be taking some extra precautions and we'll be having some extra guidelines in place so we all stay safe as an entire church. Yes, one of those guidelines will be all leaders will be wearing masks just like this anytime, so you can hear me, anytime that they are in direct proximity to the children. We will be wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, we will also be taking temperatures. Uh, so parents, please don't just drop off your students and leave them. Uh, stay with them until we can take their temperature and they're cleared to actually enter, okay? So another big change is that we won't be serving meals, unfortunately, okay? I know you guys are gonna miss the pizza. I know it's amazing and all that. But parents, please make sure that your kids have something to eat before they come to church, okay? Uh, we're, again, we're just trying to make it as safe an environment as possible for our teens and our kids at church. Uh, we will also be starting at 6 p.m. instead of 6.30, okay? So 6 p.m. we'll be starting uh, services. So please come ready, come prepared, uh, and we love you guys. As Kevin mentioned earlier, one of the big changes on Wednesday nights is going to be drop-off. A typical drop-off would look something like this. A greeter will be standing at the door waiting for you with their mask. You'll see, you'll come to the far corner here. On Wednesday night, someone will be ready to assist your children out of the car. There won't be any cars parked over there. You'll come into right in front of the steps, guys. Come on, Edie. The children will come up. We'll get them inside, check their temperature, and if they're okay, they'll go in. If there's a problem, There'll be a thumbs down, and the children will have to exit right here and go back to the car. So you're gonna need to wait for them until we check their temperature. Hey, okay, so how it's gonna work for drop-off, if you're a teenager, you were DSM, you're gonna be dropping off at this point, okay? And so you're gonna be in the same line as 252, okay? So you're gonna go around the building, uh, and then you're gonna pull up uh, just like you're gonna see here. 
The ribbon pulling up about right here. We'll be getting off right here, and then we'll be checking your temperature. So as a parent, you're going to want to wait until we check your temperature. All right, and once you're cleared, we'll be able to go inside. And if the temperature is too high, we'll just ask you, the student, to go back into the vehicle and then exit uh, the premises. Unfortunately, we just have to keep uh, all of our students safe, okay? And so uh, we love you guys. We're excited. I hope this is a little more clear uh, of how the drop-off is going to work. If you have any questions, you can always call the church. Uh, you can write us, uh, write us on Facebook, text us, uh, me or Mama Lo, and we will be glad to give you further instruction. Okay, so we love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you on the 8th. So guys, I hope that explains it a little better. As you know, there's times when uh, on Wednesday nights, parents just kind of do like this and the kids fall out and they... <laughs> And we love that, but it won't, we won't be able to do that for a little while. And, and, you know, we apologize for the inconvenience. However, we're not sorry. We're going to keep our children safe. Uh, we want to ensure that our Wednesday night remains open, that there are no illnesses, as well as our church, guys. So we're going to do everything that we can possibly do to ensure that the children are safe. Baptism's coming back. Guys, if you're interested in being baptized, we will be baptizing on, uh, it's on the 19th. You can sign up at Connection Desk or online. Here's one of the greatest things ever. One of the things, guys, that has been so hard for us at Destiny because uh, we're a church family that does everything together. And our small groups, guys, have been closed down. And that's where we interact. You know, that's our family, our small groups. Guess what? Small groups is coming back. <laughs> I'm so excited, guys. If you're interested in hosting a small group, we want you to go to uh, small groups at Destiny Church Online, and we want you to let LaShawn and, and Mr. Tony know that you're ready to get back started. All right, guys, that's about it for the announcements. And, of course, I know Pastor DJ is looking at his watch because when I get a mic, I'll, you know, I just stay up here a long time. But this is uh, just one of the most important things I could do all day. Guys, today, because our senior pastor is, is in Pensacola, um, one of my favorite people in the world is going to bring you a word from God. I know that it's going to be on fire. So at this time, I'd like to introduce to you my sister in Christ. Wait, walk slow. <laughs> my friend, a person who just makes me smile. Our associate pastor, Daisy Love. Good morning. I just want to welcome everybody, which you all were already welcomed. Um, so I'm not going to um, stay up here too long. This is kind of scripture heavy, so I'm going to try to nutshell it as much as I can. I just want to welcome our online congregation. Thank you all for joining in. Thank you all for watching. And I'm just going to get started. Father, I thank you right now for this opportunity that I do not take lightly. I know the importance of, of being allowed to speak into your people. 
I thank you right now for your word, for your love, for a revelation. Father, I pray right now that this word will bring understanding to all the hearers to this word and that it will absolutely activate them to do what you have called them to do in this earth. I give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. In Jesus' name I pray. The church says amen, amen. All right, this is, I titled this The Season of Salt. I've been teaching this in, in Fat Tuesday for the last several weeks, so I just kind of put it all together. Um, and I'm starting at Matthew 4, 23 through 24. And it says, and he went about Galilee teaching in the synagogues and preaching the good news, the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every weakness and infirmity among the people. I want you all to catch this. He went about in Galilee teaching preaching and healing. This is the threefold ministry that we're all called to do, each and every one of us. This is before he gets into the Beatitudes, Pastor DJ is teaching a whole sermon series on the Beatitudes. I'm skipping the Beatitudes and getting right down to the salt. So, but then after he preached, after he taught, after he healed, the report about him spread throughout all Syria. You don't ever in ministry have to advertise yourself. The anointing and the glory of God will rest on you in such a way that it goes before you, that your reputation will go before you without you doing anything. This is what Jesus, that's why everybody talked about Jesus. That's why thousands came to hear him preach because of the threefold ministry right here. So salt, salt of the earth, Matthew 5, 13. This is my, my, my scripture that is the go-to scripture. And it says, you are, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, its strength, its quality, how can its saltiness be restored? It is not good for anything any longer, but to thrown out and trodden underfoot. 14 verse 14 says you are the what light of the world a city set on a hill cannot be hidden he's saying that you are salt and you are light you the 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 ingredients the seasoning that he's put on you when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior he put something on the inside of you that is a catalyst he put something on the inside of you that everywhere you go, that it will bring out the, the natural flavors in everybody that you come in contact with. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this again in the, in the message translation. And this is how it says it. It says, let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you, have, if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness usefulness, and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You are here to be the light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. This is what's wrong with, with Christians. Every, most Christians think that they're on the CIA, on the down low. They want to keep what God's put on the inside of them hidden. They want to go back to what those, those that I'm too shy. I don't know enough. I can't minister. And you can minister. God, Jesus said this. He says, you are the salt of the earth. You can minister to anybody, anybody. Everywhere you go, you are supposed to be the catalyst for change for, for the earth, not the church. The church gets it mixed up. We do. We do. You are the church, 
for the earth. So we come to church. And every time I've ever preached, I think I'm most consistent about everyone has an assignment. Every person in this body has an assignment. You have a call on your life. The most important ministry is not the platform ministry. The most important ministry is the ministry in the earth. That is the most important. So what you do is church is a microcosm of, of heaven. So you come in here and what you're supposed to do is get a word that changes you and you meditate on that word and you chew on that word. And if that word came out gracious and seasoned with salt, it should make you thirsty. And it should make you want to go out and tell somebody. Everywhere you go, you should be with a mindset that I am on assignment for God. So in your workplace, in the marketplace, in your family, everywhere you go, salt should be seasoning someone that you encounter. Right? All right. Let me keep going here. All right. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you one more that pretty much says the same thing. And this is, I don't think this is up here, Holly. This is Luke 14, 34 through 35 in the Amplified Flight tra Translation. And this is what it says. It says, salt is good, an excellent thing. But if salt has lost its strength and has become saltless, insipid or flat, how shall its saltiness be restored? Insipid means meaning to lack fat flavor, interest, or significance. God is saying that you are significant in the earth. He's saying that you are one of the most important people he has ever created. When you came into this kingdom, he says, now I can use you. I'm going to awaken something in you so that you will be effective everywhere you go. Right? All right. Check this out. So, the verse 35 says, it is fit neither for land nor for manure, for the manure heap. Men throw it away. He who has an ear, let him listen and consider and comprehend. Okay, this is what he's saying. This is why this is important. Anytime you hear Jesus say, he who has an ear, it is something that he wants you to comprehend and get. Because it's like when you talk to your children. You ever talk to a child and they're, they're like this, right? They're not listening. So this is when anytime you hear this following a scripture, there's something in this that God wants you to get. So he wants you to comprehend that you are salt, you are seasoning, you are the seasoning of the earth, right? Right? Okay. So in this particular scripture, he is saying that we are fertilizer. He's saying fertilizer. What do you do? Anybody that's ever, you know, had a garden, anybody that's planted flowers, what is one of the first things you do after you till the soil, you put down some what? Fertilizer. Why? Because fertilizer, when it's spread out in a designated area, it promotes growth I felt the Holy Spirit on that everywhere you go you should be promoting growth and every person that you come in contact with and every person that you talk to you're not we're not called when you go back and study the Beatitudes the attitudes to be when it talks about the pure at heart will see God and it talks about uh, those that you're going to be persecuted. He lays everything out, everything that you're going to go through. And he's saying, don't respond to it. Don't be bothered by it because you're the salt of the earth. The salt didn't come in to be changed. It comes in to change, right? 
Okay, so fertilizer is, is like a multivitamin. Everybody, anybody, ta- I'm a vitamin taker. I take every supplement around. I grew up taking vitamins. My mama started us off with Flintstone vitamins. She graduated us on to a, a big old multivitamin, and she was a nurse. So she was like, you need your supplements. Take your supplements. And then when I started working out and I watched my son, my son works out, and he, he took vitamins. So I've always been a vitamin taker. Always, you know, because I take vitamins when it says it's going to make you firm. You know, it's going to make you strong. It's going to give you energy. I, t- I will take a vitamin, right? I'm not going to miss it every day. Faithful. I have been faithful taking vitamins. And God wants you to be faithful chewing on the word of God so that you will not lose your flavor. You will not lose your taste. You will not become insipid in anything that you do. You will not be weary and worn out going to work because people go to work, they go to work, and it's a climate that is worldly. It is a climate. But why are you there? You're there to change it. You're there to bring in and bring out the flavors of God that's on the inside of those people that are of the world. You're there to be the light in a dark place. But what happens is we allow that environment to change us instead of changing the environment. And that's not, that's not being salt. Salt is a powerful component for change. If you've, let me just get to it. All right, so salt has multiple uses. Multiple, if, if I'm not mixed up here. Salt has over 14,000 different uses. I Googled it. So if Google's wrong, it's wrong. So salt has 14,000 uses, right? And I'm just going to give you a few. He's, now remember, this is the mindset. You're, we are the salt of the earth. So what is he saying? He's saying that we are multifaceted. He's saying that how he uses you is not how he's going to use you. How he uses you is not how he's going to use you. How he uses you is not how he's going to use you. Multifaceted. You don't have to desire someone else's gift. You can be settled on the gift that God's put on the inside of you and know that you're effective because Jesus said it. And he says that his word is law. Whenever he speaks anything, it's unchangeable. So you are salt and you have multifaceted uses for your life. So salt was used back in the old days before refrigerators as a, it was a preservative. So it would preserve, it would protect from what? Rotting and decay. Because when you put salt on, on meat, it will pull out all the liquids, right? So that it will keep for weeks and weeks and weeks. So it preserves smelling salt. When somebody passes out or the people that are walking around dead. Because the Bible says that before you came into the the kingdom of God, you were in darkness. And you were dead. And what smelling salt does, you ever seen anybody pass out or watched a movie where somebody passed out and they opened up some smelling salt and it just jolts them. So what are you supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be jolting people awake. Those that are dead in Christ should be awakened by your aroma, by your essence. Salt is a tenderizer. It breaks down the muscle fibers in meat. 
My mom used to uh, thaw out chicken back when we used to buy the whole chicken and she would freeze it or she would cut it up in parts. But when she brought it out of the freezer, she always put it in a bowl, right? In cold water and she would take the salt and sprinkle all over it. I mean, a ton of it. And I'm like, mom, why so much salt? She was like, well, it helps it to thaw out. I'm like, oh, okay. She says, oh, and also tenderizes the meat. I'm like, okay, bring it. Come on. And I, I always wonder why my mama's chicken was so good and tender. It's because she seasoned it with salt, right? So you can add salt to coffee when your coffee is bitter. Anybody ever did that? I do it. And I, I love going to Starbucks, but I tell you what, every now and then uh, it has a bite. <laughs> and I'm like, they gave me the coffee that was been sitting for a long time. So I have to put a little salt in it. I'm like, it turns on you, right? You Anybody have a cup of coffee to turn on you? <laughs> you can put it in cocoa, and it will enhance the flavor. Salt, salt. This is the thing that God ministered to Tim and I years ago. He says that every time you get around people, you should promote thirst. And everybody, everybody they should leave you like, mm, I, I, I won't, what, what are you? I, I'll give you an example. Tim has a, uh, a family member that is, is not a Christian at, at all. And, and we were sitting together at, in, in, in his home, and, and I, I just started to minister to him. And I just started talking about the kingdom. And he was so fascinated. He didn't leave. He just wanted more and more because as I talked, it created thirst, and he was getting thirstier and thirstier and thirstier. And found it was late at night, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to mail you a book. And I mailed him a book on the kingdom. And, and that's what we're supposed to do with everybody we encounter. They should leave there. You, you, anybody in here ever tried something, ate a piece of food, some food, whatever it is, and you taste it, and it was like, ooh. Oh, that's not good. And you put a little salt on it. It was like, okay, that's better. Right? That's how we should be. We should salt the people in the world. Not assault them. Salt them. <laughs> that's what we do. Seriously. When, when this thing got really real for me, and I go to work and minister, right? And I'd be on the job and just ministering to people. I was ministering to this young girl and she was in a, a, a relationship of the, of the same sex, right? And, and I was just going on and on, just ministering to her, right? And she was like, look, look, I don't want hell and damnation. And I was like, oh, I'm assaulting. I'm not salting. So I had to back it up. And I started telling her about the love of God. And, and that's what keeps the door open for, you, for people to want to hear the word of God, right? Okay, so salt. Salt is used in, your, in, in bath salts. We put, I take a bath, I'm a bath taker, and I, that tub is full of salts. What does it do? It softens your skin. It does. It, it, if you've got sore, achy muscles, it, it, it makes your muscles feel better. You know, anytime you sprain your ankle, what, well, when I was growing up, they would say, honey, go soak it in a, in a, in a, in a, a pail of salt, you know, a bucket of salt or something. You know, anytime I got the pink eye, you know what my mom always told me? She said, go wash it out with salt water, right? And it soothed it. 
It soothed my eye. That itch that, 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 con that continued every day that I had the pink eye and I would salt it with salt water and it soothed it. So salt soothes. Salt also, there's bath scrubs that are made of salt and it removes what? Dead skin. So what are you supposed to be doing? As if you're the salt of the earth, you're supposed to be remo removing the deadness, the decay in people's lives, right? Things that are rotting, people are hurting, people, and you're supposed to come in like Superman or Superwoman and be like, I'm the salt. Here I am. I'm going to bring a little seasoning, and it's going to be okay. I know you're struggling. I know you've been abused. I know you've been through this, and I know you feel like you have a right to be angry, but it is not fruitful, and you minister to them and you teach them why it is so important to forgive and to let go. Because you're the salt. Guess what? You're, you're enhancing everything and you're soothing them. And you're removing day by day, every day, you start removing the deadness, the dead skin, the decay Right? When you put salt, I, I, I lived in the north. I lived in Kentucky. They say they're the south, but whatever. You know, and it snowed a lot there. So growing up, we always put what on the driveway? Salt. Because it melted the snow. Right? So what is that? What is, what is he saying? He's saying that even the people with the hardest hearts, that you are able to melt that hard heart and to dissolve the bitterness and the anger that's on the inside of them because you're appropriately salting them. Did you ever think about salt sitting on your table every day, every day, or on your stove? I've got a little container of salt, right? So when I'm cooking, I just reach up there and sprinkle salt in whatever I'm cooking. Whatever it is, right? Because I think God wants us to let that, to be, you to be reminded on a daily basis that you're supposed to be salting your family. You're supposed to be salting your wife. So when there's something that's wrong in him or her, whichever way it goes, that you come in and you're like, baby, I see a deficiency. You know? So I'm going to come along and be the salt. And I'm, we're going we're gonna to get through this together. Right? That's the importance of salt. I, I, my daughter showed me a video here recently of someone washing strawberries. They say when you wash strawberries to get the pesticides off of them, that you put them in a bowl of what? Salt water. And if you let them sit there long enough and if you watch it, guess what you're going to see come out? Worms. Little bitty, because insects go in and they just put them in some salt water. I saw somebody like act like they're going to throw up. It's okay, Ann. It's going to be all right. You've probably eaten a lot of them already. It's true. A little extra protein. But if you soak them, in some salt water, you can watch those little worms come out. And, and, and then you rinse them off, and then you can eat them. So what am I saying? Worms come in to what? Steal, kill, and destroy that, right? That, that apple, right? You ever eaten an apple that has been attacked with a worm, and, and you see that little rotten spot, but you get a little piece in your mouth, and it tastes horrible, but if you put a little salt on it, I'm just kidding. 
gosh, that's funny. <laughs> so what am I saying here? Salt gets the best out of all foods. It really does because it enhances the flavor of every food that you eat. So you are designed, designed to get the best out of all the people that you encounter or that you are assigned to. That's what God's calling us to. Salt, like I said earlier, is a powerful agent. And we are powerful agents of change in this earth. Um, let, me, let me see here. So I'm going to give you an example of salt, Jesus being the salt in the earth. <clears throat> and I'm going to Luke 24 and 15. And this is what it says. As they talked and discussed, this is just to give you a little background. This is when, when Jesus was, all, you know, crucified and buried and resurrected. This is right after that. And I'm just going to skip through some of the scriptures. And it says, and as they talked and discussed these things with, with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. He asked them, what are you all discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. What things, Jesus asked, the things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was mighty. He was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priest and other other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and they crucified him but we were hoping that he was he he was he who was going to redeem Israel and set our nation free indeed besides all this it is the third day since these things have happened verse 25 and he said to them oh foolish ones I've skipped a few verses so they thought that Jesus was the one that was going to come and free Israel because they were under Roman rule at that time so they were looking at it in a natural sense. And everything Jesus did was about a spiritual freedom, right? So Jesus came in, ushered in the kingdom. And this is the kingdom that every person has walked into that has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. This is, this is the kingdom. So when the disciples asked, they were like, well, when is this kingdom coming? He said, it is here. It is in you. It is around you. So what is in, what is here? What's in you? It's the Holy Spirit. Jesus brought back the Holy Spirit. We live in an invisible kingdom. So when we go out into the world, we're going with a band of angels with us everywhere we go. We have kingdom assistance everywhere you go. If you ask, let me keep going. He said, he says, but we were hoping that he would come, was going to be the one who come and redeem Israel. Verse 25, and he said to them, oh, foolish ones, and slow at heart to believe. I want to pause right there. Slow at heart. Slow at heart means not your blood pump. He's talking about this, your mind. He's talking about your comprehension. He's talking about your thinking faculty, right? He's talking about you've got to be able, when you hear the word of God, you've got to be able to process the word of God and meditate on the word of God so that you will understand what the word of God is teaching you. So he's saying slow at heart. He, because he got frustrated with the disciples. How many times? How long must I be with you? I am demonstrating what you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to act and how you're supposed to do raw miracles, how your signs, miracles, and wonders should be following every one of us everywhere we go. It wasn't only just for Jesus or certain prophets or certain evangelists or certain people. When, when, when you are the seasoning that God's called you to be, the salt, 
and you're waking people from death because ultimately, if they die without Jesus, they're going to hell, right? Death, eternal death is what the word of God says. But wakening them up, that's a miracle. That's a miracle. So don't, he's saying, don't be slow at heart. Don't think just raising people up from the dead is a physical thing, is a spiritual thing. So when they transform their lives from, from the kingdom of the world into the kingdom of his dear son, you have just saved somebody's life. Okay. And so he said, and he says, oh, foolish ones and slow at heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. He says, was it not necessary that Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So what is he teaching? He's, this, he's, he's laying it out. He's telling you how to do it. He's telling you how to disciple people. And these are people, as we would call it today, of the church, in the church. These are disciples. And they still didn't understand. You're going to encounter people that still don't understand in the church. And that's okay. Jesus was patient with them, right? And this is what he said. He's, he started teaching them. And he went all the way back to the Old Testament. Right. And he started telling them about Moses. He started telling them about everything, all the ways he was he was talked about and prophesied, even all the way to Genesis. He was like and, and he started explaining all these things to them. Right. And and at the, suddenly their eyes were open. So what is it that the ultimate goal is, is to open blinded eyes. That's what salt does. Salt, when you're the salt of the earth, you open blinded eyes, both spiritually and naturally. Okay? All right. Suddenly their eyes were open and they recognized him. And then at that moment, Jesus went, whoop, disappeared. Right? And they said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he was talking to us on the road? So when you're ministering, when you're at work and people are watching you, they watch how you react, they watch how you talk, they watch uh, it, their hearts when you, when you talk to them should burn. Their, their mouth spiritually should thirst for more of what you have to say about the kingdom, about the gospel, about Jesus All right, so <clears throat> the, the, last, the last verse that I want to deal with here is, um, is, is verse 14, and it says of Matthew 5, and it says, you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill. So what does, what does that mean? What does, it, what does being the light of the world mean? I'm going to go to John 1, 1 through 5. And this is what it says. It says, in the beginning, before all time, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God himself. He was continually existing in the beginning with God. All things were made and came into existence through him, and with, without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. In him was life and the power to bestow life. And the life was the light of men, right? 
the light shines on in darkness and the darkness did not understand it or overpower it overpower it or or appropriate it or absorb it it when Jesus came into contact with anybody in the world their lifestyle did not overpower him his light was so bright the darkness in their lives did not contaminate him their light there 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 was nothing about them that moved him from who he was and it happens it happens i hear it all the time i hear people talk about christians brand new christians they're fired up you know you know when you when you first get saved you you are hot for god right and then after a few weeks, sometimes you get, you get a little cold, you know, because all that, that, that initial uh, uh, initiation of the Holy Spirit that came in, you, you're fired up. And, and if you were blessed enough to get filled with the Holy Spirit the same time you got, you accepted Jesus Christ, man, that's something else, right? Because you, it's something that is, is life-changing, but he's saying here, he says, you're the light of the world. So everywhere you go, you should dispel darkness. Let me, let me, let me go to Genesis 1 so I can, I can I'm going to prove it to you. All right. So in Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, all right, I always go to Genesis because the beginning of the story is what? The best part of the story. It is. So in the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless and void or a waste and emptiness and darkness was upon the face of the earth. All right. So I'm, I'm trying to, you know, put two things together here. When God stepped out on nothing, it was dark. It was void. It was empty. When you go into the earth, into the marketplace, when you go to work, to school, wherever you go, and God has assigned people to you, and you encounter people, the majority of these people are empty. They're, they're in darkness. They're void. They're broken. They're abandoned. They're orphaned. And they're looking for the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you won't stand up and walk in the boldness and the confidence that God has already put in you, it's in you, it's part of you. Because when, he, when you accepted him as Lord and Savior, when you accepted him and, and you were born what? Again, spiritually then God put a seasoning on the inside of you that is contagious. He put a light on the inside of you that will not be overcome with darkness. He put dreams and visions on the inside of you because that's what how he speaks to you. And you want to discount it. You are uniquely and wonderfully made in his image and in his likeness. You can dispel darkness. You can dispel emptiness. You can help people get full of the Holy Spirit. You can help people get free of the bondages that they're into because of the light and the salt that you are
of. That's how God made you. We are uniquely made. We are a peculiar people. There is nothing that's holding us back from taking over the whole entire earth. But we allow doubt, right? We allow, we'll, we'll say, well, I'm not adequately prepared. Get prepared. That's all you have to do. Study the scripture. Just read it. Read it. Meditate on it. You chew on it. Put a little salt on it. So when your conversation comes out, it comes out seasoned with salt. And it draws people in. And it doesn't drive people away. Amen? Okay. So, all right. Be in the light. I think that's where I was at. And it says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish with this. And it says, the spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. And God said, what? Let there be light. So before you, that can be your prayer. Before you even go anywhere. Father, let there be light and let me be the light of the world. Let me be a, a city that cannot be hidden. Let me, Father God, shine the light so brightly in and upon people that they change for the better. That's what he's calling us to. And what I want to know is who is up for the call? Who is up in this place? Now, this is like, you know, interactive. You got to raise your hand. Who is up? for the call who is going to go out and flavor and season this earth who is going to go out and be the light of this world who wants to be the city set on a hill who wants to help bring people out of emptiness and voidness and darkness because they're waiting on you So when Jesus called us the salt, this is what he was saying. He's saying that you are a standard bearer. I'm going to turn back to Matthew. He said, this is what salt means. It means that you are the standard. You are the one. We are the ones that are called to be the elite ones in the world. We set the standard. We don't follow the, the standards in the ways of the world. We set the godly standard. And we don't move. And we don't waver. And we don't look back. We don't allow the, the blows that we have taken throughout life to dictate our future and how God wants to use you and where he wants to take you. We're the ones that he is waiting on. We're the ones, the whole earth is waiting on the sons of God to manifest. They're waiting. The whole earth, nature looks at us and they're like, man, do they even know the glory that rests on the inside of them? Do they even know that they are change makers? Do they even know that they have the ability to save those that are dead in Christ? That do they even know that they have the ability to open up blinded eyes and deaf ears, spiritually speaking, because people have closed their ears off to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But because you're the seasoning, you are the standard bearer, that when you speak those words, 
that they are sweetened and they're salted in such a way that ears open. And I decided a long time ago that I do not want to be insipid, that I want to be infective, effective. I want to be useful. I don't want to be thrown out. I don't want to stand before God. And he, and he asked me, how were you the salt of the earth? And I'm going to be able to say, well, when I went to Walmart, I saw this lady and I knew God had a word. And I went to Target because those are the places I shop. And when I went in there, I saw someone broken. And Father, I, I was obedient when I felt that nudge on the inside to go minister. So I ministered. Not here. It's a given here. It is a given. He didn't say you were the salt of the church. He says you are the salt of the earth. So I vow to be effective I vow that I will not be insipid a day of my life and that I will impact the earth for the kingdom of heaven. Amen? Amen. I'm sure there is someone here who wants to know more about God and his kingdom. If, if, if there is someone in here that has not received or accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, this is that time that you can give your life to Christ. If there's someone online that's watching that wants to be effective in the earth, that you want to be a seasoning, you want to be impactful, and you don't know how, this is that time, if you've not received Jesus as Lord, if you've not received him as your Savior, he said that you will not even see the kingdom until you've been birthed in the kingdom. So this is that time. And I'm just going to pray. And if everybody will repeat after me, this is that time to address the spiritual condition of your heart. And if you don't mind bowing your heads and if there's anyone in here, just raise your hand. If you want to be, if you want Jesus as Lord and you want him as Savior, just raise your hand. If there's anyone online, this is the time that you just receive and you say, dear God, I'm standing here today because I recognize my need for you. I ask that you forgive me for all my sins and give me a fresh start today. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son and was born and he died for our sins and you raised him to life. I now receive him as Savior and follow him as Lord from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Didn't Daisy do an amazing job? Come on. We thank you, Pastor Daisy. She's so awesome. You know, I'm, I'm over there like, hold on, let me... 
I mean, you know, because I actually bring my Bible and I'm over here trying to flip. You know, she gets so passionate and I'm trying to keep up. I love it, though. I love that she's passionate and she's been doing this for so long and she's still passionate, you know. And so I'm grateful that we have people in our body and in the church that are still on fire for God and still love God and, and are able to teach, you know, and are gifted to teach like Pastor DJ and Pastor Daisy. And so I'm really, really grateful. Um, we're about to end, but this is the part of the service where we like to end with the last form of worship here at Destiny Church. And we like to end with giving. Uh, and I want to let you guys know that if this is your first time or second time or, you know, if you don't feel comfortable giving, that is okay. We love you guys. We don't love you because you give, just so you know, okay? Um, we, I personally just love to give. I really do. Me and my family, we love to give. And we give out of love to God. I, you know, we don't give out of, oh, I have to give a certain thing because, you know, if not, God is going to curse me. Like, we don't give because we're scared of God. We give because we love God, because we want to worship our God. And so here at Destiny Church, we believe that giving is an act of worship. And so, like I said, if this is your first, second time, or you just feel uncomfortable, that's perfectly fine. We love you anyways. Please do not feel pressured to give. Uh, but this is for everybody who calls Destiny home. And But if you want to give, please do so. But this is more for everybody that calls Destiny home and, and wants to just worship God with us. Uh, there's a few different ways you can give. Uh, you can give online. You can give at the kiosk. Uh, you can give, uh, there's going to be some... Um, uh, some people at the doors, you can give that way. Uh, I told Pastor uh, DJ, the next time I preach, I'm going to preach about giving. And, I, and he just looked at me, you know. But I'm really, really excited because I'm passionate about giving. I love to give because it's just something that's so amazing, you know. It's something that God really loves. And it's not really about the size of the gift, you know. And Jesus was talking about the woman who had the one little penny, you know, he said she gave more than all of the other Pharisees and religious leaders and all these people that had all this money, you know, and she gave the one penny, like she gave what she had. And Jesus said she has given the most. So it's not about an amount. It's, it's about your heart. God, I love, I mean, this woman had nothing. And she said, I love you this much. This is all I have. I love you this much. You know, and so it's not about, you know, how big or how, how great. It's about your heart and you loving God. And God loves you. So we're gonna go ahead and pray and we're gonna go ahead and dismiss. Father God, we thank you for this day. Father, thank you that we are able, God, able to come into this place freely, God, and worship you. Freely come in here, congregate, and talk about your kingdom and, and talk about your goodness, God. And your Father, we thank you, Father. We thank you so much. Thank you, God. We love you, Father. We choose to give today, Father, out of gratitude because we just love you, because you, you give us everything, God, that we could ever desire, Father. Everything that we need, God, you give us. Father, I just thank you personally because you've blessed me and my family, Father God. Thank you, Father, that you took some kid off the streets, God, a first-generation American with nothing, God, and you blessed me, Father, just as you blessed Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, Father. Thank you, my God. Thank you, Father. I can never outgive you, God. 
And I thank you. And I bless all of these people here. I bless their families, God. I bless them with good health, God. I bless them with peace, God. In Jesus' name, Father, I ask that wherever they go, they would be blessed. That your hand would be with them. That your hand of protection would be with them, God. I thank you for Psalms 91 that says, God, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest under the shadow of the Almighty, God. Thank you, Father. I say that they are blessed, God. Father, I say that COVID has no hold on them, God. COVID cannot make them fearful, God, that you will be their God, that you will protect them, Father. I bless them in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. We love you guys. Hope to see you next week. God bless you.